Thank you for joining us for the second episode of Your Ghost Stories. We hope you enjoyed our first episode, which gave you a little insight into us, our personal stories, and what made us start this podcast in the first place. Today is an exciting episode. After reaching out on social media to see who had some interesting stories to tell us, joining us tonight is a guy called Sam from Kings Lynn. Sam's got his very own unique story, which sounds really freaking spooky. We met Sam a few years back on the music scene through our band. Sam is an awesome photographer, which we've worked with a few times over the years. We really can't wait to hear more of his story, so we're going to dive right in. Hello, Sam. It's great to have you on board. How have you been? I've been good. I've been good. Yeah, not too bad at all. been looking forward to this a lot, actually. So we've only heard like a really brief kind of introduction to your story. And all we know is that it's about a haunted bedroom. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess you could say like a haunted house to be slightly more broad with it. But a lot, a lot is based around a singular bedroom, which I can tell you exclusively right now, I'm recording in at this very moment. So we are, we are surrounded by the potential, the potential hauntings. Lots of listeners in. Oh yeah, hopefully. <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. So I, well, my name's Sam and I'm a photographer slash videographer. I work primarily in music and events, but, um, yeah, I do a bit of everything really. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm a very private believer, I guess, in supernatural stuff. <laughs> I was quite sh- uh, quite surprised when you actually popped up when we put the message on social media that you had uh, an interesting story. I didn't take you as uh, a believer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. Like I'm, I think a skeptic is probably like is is probably the best description uh, for for me because I, I like I believe in aliens and stuff. I'm quite into all that stuff ghosts and spirits i'm a little bit more i think there's like a scientific explanation for it but we haven't got there yet that's kind of where i'm at um but i think a lot of the things i'm going to go into are very psychological and unexplained and not necessarily ghost related but some are definitely like straight up that is a spirit um so yeah those is a side of me that i keep quite quiet for the most part i guess it's it doesn't really come up in conversation so when you guys came up as like anybody have any ghost stories i was like yes yes sir yes i do <laughs> yeah man that that's awesome i mean i th- i think that um we can both relate as well that um it's just not something you go up to someone and just go yeah yeah so yeah i've, I've had a uh, this uh, paranormal experience it's usually sort of things you keep to yourself until you hear someone start talking about it then you're like no, i've got a story oh definitely and uh it's very surprising that the that the people who come through who has a story you just wouldn't expect it. Oh my god, yeah, like so. I mean, it's cool, absolutely it's cool. And and what you're saying about um, aliens and cryptids and stuff like that—that's <laughs> something that me and Jamie both sort of like. You know, we love a good story, like you know, listen about alien sightings or something like that. Oh, most of our ten-year relationship is built up around aliens conspiracies and all sorts <laughs> yeah yeah like that um what was it there was one it was a video of um president obama's uh security guard and it's like it was turning left to right really quickly and it was like is an alien oh, is an alien I, I think i've seen this yeah that, yeah i think everyone's seen that one of them yeah there, there's some there's some whack stuff <laughs> there's some really weird stuff out there which it's just so hard to explain um and i just i just find it really interesting um and uh, yeah, I mean, what you were saying about how it's like sometimes the people you least expect come out with these ghost stories. For example, I've got um, a friend who, who will remain nameless. They're kind of like some of my parents' friends. 
some of the most straight talking people you ever meet really. Um, and then I was just speaking to them one day and they're like, oh yeah, we've had an exorcist, exorcist round. I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, our house is like properly messed up. And, um, maybe one day I'll, I'll get like the full story from them because what they told me, um, in brief was really, really interesting. Um, but yeah, some people just have these mad experiences and I think that's just really interesting to listen to. Um, and of course I've had my fair share of my own, um, in my parents' house. So Yeah. <laughs> I think like, like you're saying, so, so many people, you know, well, you know, quite a lot of people have these experiences, but until you actually, I totally see where people are coming from, you know, when you're a skeptic and, you know, you don't have this belief because if you've never seen it, you just think, you know, you know, if, if you've not experienced th things that, you know, by the sounds of it, you've experienced and what we've experienced, you, you do just think, you know, the world is as it seems. But when you have these actual experiences, you, it just kind of takes you to a place where, and like, like you're saying, it's so interesting. It's so fascinating. And you just want to dive in deeper and, you know, get to the root cause of why these things may be happening. Like you're saying, it could be, it could just be a psychological thing, or it really could be a physical thing here in this world. Like, you know, and that's what's fascinating about it is none of us actually know. Definitely. Yeah, it, yeah. I think there's something about like life. how people like, People feel very reserved on those topics. I think some sometimes the most interesting. Um, and like, for example, like my parents are very, they're not into their paranormal stuff at all. Um, but you were there like, yeah, something weird's happening with this house and always has been. Mm. And it was when, when I was like, when you guys were writing about this on social media and I was like, oh, I have some stories. I actually met up with my sister and we had a proper talk about it because a lot of my stories are actually from my sister. Um, she's a bit older than me. And she's seen some weird stuff. Um, and my sister's a very logical person as well. But when, when we get down to just like talking about the specifics of this stuff, you know, she's arguably had, had the more, <laughs> the more damning experiences and evidence, um, out of the two of us. Uh, so it's, well, sorry, you go ahead. Sorry, man, <laughs> no, no, that, I, I was, sorry. I was trailing off. You, you go ahead. <laughs> All right, so we're too excited to hear these stories. So if you could set the scene for us, go back to the very start, let us know, you know, where and how this all began. So what was the very first kind of memory of this experience? Well, I'll set the scene in a little bit. So um, I mostly talk about my parents' house, um, which was built very recently, to be fair. It was built in 1969, so it's quite a new house. Um, and my parents have been living here, well, it's been the family ever since it was built, but my parents have been living here um, since uh 96 97 about when i was born anyway um and so to, to start off the reason we think it might be haunted is that um my great-grandmother died in this house um and it wasn't like a it wasn't like a unnatural death it was, it was just old age very peaceful um but she did die uh, in the room that i'm in right now actually um so that's kind of a a freaky thing because this was both my sisters and my bedroom at some point um and generally when we've had people around like friends other halves there's been a kind of a very overwhelming uh idea that something's just kind of off with the house um people have always been like this house just feels weird in fact like my current partner um, she refuses to walk on the top floor of this house at night because she's just, she doesn't trust the corners. She's just like, there's something weird about the corners of the corridors. 
And um, I, I completely agree. It's, it's, it's creepy. Um, but starting from like the, the very beginning, the earliest experiences, probably goes back to my sister. Um, so my sister used to sleepwalk a hell of a lot. Um, and to the point where it was quite like disruptive. It was like every night, um, constantly. And um, some of the weird things that she would do um, during these sleepwalking spells were just so off the charts. For example, this room um, where my great-grandmother died used to be completely different before we moved in. The door used to be on the other side of the room, um, but it wasn't like that when we were living there. Anyway, when my sister was, I don't know, maybe 10 or something, she was sleepwalking, and my parents found her in the corridor outside this room crying because she couldn't find a door handle. Uh, but she, oh, was, wow. she was next to where the old door used to be, um, which is really bizarre. Um, and this sleepwalking would go up until she was like 18, 19, um, when she was still living here. Um, like, so you can get a fully grown adult pretty much. And she was still having these weird experiences. As soon as she moved out, stopped, completely stopped. Um, and it's never happened to her since. And she's like in her 30s now, um, which just feels strange. Um, and, but that's kind of like the, the, I know the small end of it really. That's kind of how it all started. And then as me and my sister grew up, weirder and weirder things started happening. Um, so my sister claims that at some point, I believe in her early teens, when walking out of this bedroom, she came across the figure of a woman in kind of 60s clothing, um, quite an old woman. And basically, once you kind of realize what she was seeing, um, the figure floated pretty much directly upwards, um, vertically. And uh, she claims she's like completely conscious about the entire thing. Um, but she, I think she's pretty convinced that was some kind of, some kind of supernatural interpretation of our great grandmother. Um, and I think that would arguably be one of the few physical manifestations that we have seen um, in terms of something actually taking the shape of something. Hey, man, you right? Are you all good? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> was, was the story that bad? Did we lose each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what happened. Maybe, maybe it's like uh, maybe it's a spirit from the other side. Yeah, I mean, my phone's just sitting on my desk. I didn't press it. That's yeah, really yeah. weird. That, that is, it, that is it just hung up in my hand. That was really strange. Yeah, man. Maybe, maybe we uh, we might leave this in so the listeners can uh, hear the, yeah. the, the strangeness that happened live. So yeah, just just as we were chatting, just then you know, yeah, we just got cut off of our phones randomly and. Uh, we just phone our phone started ringing yeah. again. So, yeah. but we're back in action. So, yeah, where were we? So, we were just saying, Sam, like, you've really set the scene for us here. This sounds incredibly spooky, especially for your sister. I mean, how old was she at the time when um, all this, like, all the sleepwalking and stuff started happening? Um, I believe she was around, I want to say, like, really young, so probably about five, maybe younger. Um, I should, I should have really got on the specifics on that, but. From what I understand, at least through my perspective, the entire time she was living here, she was sleepwalking. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it was a very kind of intense thing to be around. It was it was kind of like this this thing, you know, my sister would 
often be like downstairs first thing in the morning because you would have been just sleepwalking up all night all around the house. It was, it was always really, really strange. Um, but so did she have much uh, recollection like when she woke up in the morning of, you know, did she know she was sleepwalking oh, or no. did you guys kind of have to tell nah, her? No, we'd have to tell her. Um, but yeah, so it's obviously after, you know, nearly 50 years of it, she kind of got used to it. Um, but yeah, she would always be completely unaware. Um, but yeah, it's, it's always just like the, the old moments when she'd do really weird stuff, like just kind of like sitting up straight in bed, apparently, um, her, her now husband um, has witnessed her just kind of like sitting straight up in bed and kind of like talking and then just falling back asleep. Um, so that she's done some really, really odd stuff. <laughs> um, and uh, and as I say, like me and me and her and, and her husband were talking about it all pretty recently. And when you kind of lay it all out on the table, it's it's really hard to ignore like the really odd nature of it. And and just the fact that it all stopped as soon as she moved out as well. Yeah, man. That like, I'm sure my brother won't mind me saying this, but um, there's something very similar happens uh, happened to my brother about um, sleepwalking. Oh, really? And uh, I won't go. I won't go all into his story because this is about your story. But yeah, instances where he's woke up like in the middle of the night in the garden, not knowing like how he got there. Obviously, Jeez. He's, like, in his boxes. But um, yeah, yeah. So uh, this aspect of uh, sleepwalking, it really is sort of, um, it's quite scary, actually, it, you know, for the individual who is as, uh, asleep and also for those around them, because, you know, this thing of you're not meant to um, wake them up or anything like that. And it, it can be really, really intense. Definitely, definitely. Uh, th I think on its own, like, sleepwalking is, is like a real scary thing, but when you start mixing in with all the other stuff that I'm going to talk about, it starts to really paint this quite this weird picture. Um, and, and yeah, and that, I will say it's, it's weird. It's only ever affected my sister. And, um, she was the one that lived in this room, um, for, for the most part, um, I moved into it later, but I never personally experienced any kind of sleep related weirdness. Um, but I actually know it's a lie. That's a lie. There, there is something else. I just glanced over my notes and something did happen actually semi-recently. Um, but yeah. So go, so do you want me to continue on with the, with the story? Yeah. Yeah. Please. If you, uh, if you can carry on, uh, from, uh, I suppose the sleepwalking, how it led on to other things. Yeah. Well, so obviously my parents were dealing, dealing with, with my sister going on these, on these nightly adventures as it were um and but my mom has always been very she's she's always known exactly what she what she believes she doesn't believe in ghosts she doesn't deal with that but she's always had stories of the the house making the weirdest like noises at night and um classic stories of things going missing and then just turning up like in the middle of the floor kind of thing there's very kind of niche um but also i think when they're, they're niche stories but when they're um considered for everything else they're all quite creepy but one of the um major things she remembers um and and i vaguely remember happening as well but she brought up to me was um during a particularly uh a particularly like significant run of these things going missing and um then turning up in random places 
um, we heard like a smash um, one day. I think we we're in the kitchen and um, we went to the china cupboard and random bowls just inside the china cupboard had just exploded. Um, and we had no idea how it happened. I, I can't fathom how something like that could have happened. It wasn't like anything fell. Everything in there is just kind of like stacked. Um, but it seems like some of them had just kind of just shattered um, in their own in their own way. And that was that was really quite odd. Then, as I say, this is when a lot of other weird stuff was happening as well. Um, so from there, we start to kind of go on to more of my personal experiences. And these are some of the weirder ones, I think. <laughs> um, and I was debating including this first one because... Uh, when I was speaking to my sister and my partner about it, just like, nah, that's a boring one. But I, I think it's important because it's, it was my first proper experience of, of something happening. So we, me and my childhood friend, um, a chap, I won't name him, um, but I spoke to him like semi-recently. We, we hadn't spoken in years, but I, I remembered this thing happening. And I just had to message him because it's like, did this actually happen? And do you remember it? And how do you remember it? And he basically just confirmed everything that I said, which was a bit scary. Um, but we have quite a big uh, garden, quite a big like, garden surrounding this house. And um, me and my family must have been about eight or nine. And we were just like um, hanging around like in the driveway part of the house. And um, we, I can't remember exactly what we were doing. I think we were like on bikes or go-karts or something. And then we just both see completely independently this weird, like glowing lights kind of come between two houses, uh, two, sorry, two trees, which are next to the house. And it went really clearly from right to left. And I remember both completely independently, we just basically screamed. We were so freaked out because it just looked so unearthly. It was white, maybe slightly tinted with some blue probably about five foot six foot in height and maybe like three two or three foot wide and it just kind of glided from, from right to left and it was the weirdest sensation and we just we were so freaked out we ran inside i should probably say it's probably about six or seven o'clock at night uh, it's quite dark and we we just refused to go back out we were terrified um and yeah that was like the first proper experience I had. Um, and that's when I started to be like, is there something weird about this house? Um, I think that's long before I knew that like someone had died. And, and, and then I don't think I'd really put together any of the clues about like my sister's sleepwalking or anything. So it was, yeah. So how, how old were you at the time when you saw this uh, glowing light in your garden? I think about eight or nine. So I was quite young. So yeah. It's an age where you like let let alone saying something like that, you have no idea what's going on, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. We we were just like, what is this? Um, and I think, I think I was quite skeptic about his. As anyway, like I I I'd read about ghosts. I was I found interesting, but I wasn't like obsessed or anything else. It was just like one of the many things I that I had a slight interest in. Um, but yeah, it, it was just. Something about that experience really, really stuck with me. Um, and I think probably went on to inform a lot of my, my future experiences. But I think something about 
that as well because I witnessed it with someone that made it feel a little bit more real. If I if I'd seen it on my own, maybe I would have been able to convince myself, oh, it was you know just a trick of the light. Maybe I imagined it or whatever. Um, but the fact that two 25 year olds can can still corroborate seeing that, you know, how many years later, it's yeah, it's 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 freaky. <laughs> Yeah, it is freaky, but at the same time, you know you're not going crazy because you've got someone there who can uh, validate exactly validate it as well. Yeah. So, um, this this streak of light did it hold like a shape or anything, or is it just like a, a like a blurry streak that sort of um, zoomed across? The only way I can really describe it is like it was a blob. There wasn't like a human shape to it, um, but it seemed dense. Like I couldn't see through it. Um, it's yeah, it, it's it was almost like someone in like a in a blanket if you get what i mean like you know the, the classic putting his sheet over your head and being a ghost kind of thing it was almost like that but there was something more there's something a lot brighter about it for sure it was it was almost blinding um and yeah it, it just seemed to kind of float I, I, I can't really recall if it was on the ground or if it was just kind of like dragging across the ground it was really strange i, I will also say like this is a this isn't like a, a particularly open garden. This isn't particularly near a road or anything. It's not, there is no obvious way where this light could have come from or could have gone into the garden. Um, it's a very dark area and I've never seen anything like it since. And I spent a not insignificant amount of time <laughs> at this property having grown up here. And I've never seen anything like it before or since. Um, yeah. I also remember my mother being very annoyed that we came in screaming. She was just like, what are you screaming about? Well, what's all this noise about? I was just like, I just saw the undead. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> it was... Um, <laughs> Reminds me of the time when I was about 11 years old and shouldn't have been watch watching The Exorcist, but me and my friend decided to watch The Exorcist. And then it got to the scene where she's possessed in her bed and doing something she didn't shouldn't be doing with a cross. And uh, uh, me and my friend just freaked out and ran downstairs crying our eyes out. Oh, man. I was, I was going to say, you actually reminded me of something not um, spooky related, not not ghost related, but um, your story there just reminded me of something that happened to me when I was like 19 and it was one of the scariest things ever. Me and my um, partner at the time, we had like a double date with, my, with one of my best mates um, who was actually one of these later stories. Um, and we were on... But we're kind of like in like this caravan thing. It was on their property. Um, and we were watching like some of the scariest movies I've ever seen. I can't remember what they were now. Um, but it must have been like one o'clock in the morning. And we just watched this really freaky like serial killer kind of film. And just as the credits were rolling, the power cut out. And we were just like in absolute darkness and silence. And it was the scariest thing. Um, God, oh, man, the I, timing of that. Eh? <laughs> yeah, the timing was just bizarre. Um, Perfect, almost. <laughs> just waiting for uh, Jason to come in to uh, smash the door down with a machete. Exactly, exactly. I I just remember being absolutely frozen in fear. God, God. <laughs> but yeah, I completely forgot about that until you just mentioned that. So yeah, I guess the next major. Um, freaky series of events that I experienced. They come much later in my life, actually. I think by this point, I was probably about 15 or 16. And um, 
these happen, um, or this one in particular happens in uh, the spare room in this house, uh, which used to be my bedroom at the time. And um, it is next door to this room. But it is one of the, for me personally, it is the scariest one that I've experienced because there was like a genuine sense of danger. Um, but I had um, a bed that was kind of like slightly raised off the ground kind of thing. Like it was, it was a bit taller than your average bed. And um, this was like, just floating in the middle of the just room. Just floating, just <laughs> there. It was, Sounds like a hammock. <laughs> it wasn't quite a hammock, but it was It was just kind of like, it was, I want to say like four foot off the ground kind of thing. It was almost like a bunk bed, but it wasn't a bunk bed. Um, and um, essentially, one night, it was, I remember it was the middle of summer, going to bed, turned off lights and everything. And it was probably about one o'clock or two o'clock in the morning, I woke up, which is actually quite rare for me. I don't tend to wake up in the middle of the night. Um, and I realized it's because I could hear something in my room. Um, and the sound, the only way I can describe the sound is it was like a massive dog snoring, but like that kind of like growling sound. And I should say it, at the time, no dogs or animals in the, in the house, in the family. But I could hear this thing at the foot of my bed, like on the floor. And it was so surreal because I had this absolute fear that I was going to like move and wake it up. And, what, and I had no idea really what it was. Um, but it was, it was like so loud. You could kind of like hear it reverberating off the walls. And I, I seem to remember like trying to, I think, text my parents or something, um, to tell them about it. And at, at some point, I just kind of fell asleep again. So I remember I really wanted to get out of the bed, but I was worried that if I like stepped on the ground or something and there was something like a wild animal in my room, it would just like attack me. So at some point I just managed to get back off to sleep. I was like, I'll deal with it in the morning. Um, but I believe I also made a recording of it at some point. I, I swear I have. Oh, I, do you still have this? I, I'm just, I should do. I will see if I can find it because I'm not sure if I would have been on iPhone at the time. I might have it backed up because I back up everything because I'm obsessive. So I probably do have it somewhere. If I can find it, I'll send it over. Um, but it was, because I remember I had some proof to my parents that I didn't just dream it. So I must have recorded it because how else would I have done that? Yeah, I, I must have a recording somewhere. Um, but they, for like my parents, it's like, oh, it must have been something outside. But I know that there was something in that room and there was also no way for it to get out. And in the morning, there was nothing there. Um, and that was very odd for me because I know the fact that when I say that was, that was like the scariest one for me, I think it's because it felt like the most immediate uh, because it just felt so close. Um, where with my previous experience with the light just going through the garden, I was probably about, you know, 20 foot away from that there there was some distance there in this there was like a, a very immediate closeness um which yeah really, really freaked me out <laughs> so throughout these experiences that you've had so far do you get a sense i know you said this one you felt a sense of danger but do you feel like it's kind of an ominous presence or is it more of you know it does it does it make you feel genuinely afraid when these things happen I think 
I feel like ominous presence is probably the most accurate description. It, it can just, it can make me feel uncomfortable more than threatened, I guess. This one in particular with the weird breathing, I think I felt threatened more at the idea that it could have been something physical, but... The, like a raccoon. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Like, I think in my head I had it, it as like, it could be like a wild, like, dog or something. Um, but the fact that there was definitely nothing in there, because there's no way I would have been able to get out with my door closed and, and all that, leads me to believe that it must have been something that can make that kind of noise, but can also just um, disapparate <laughs> um, and and disappear. So it's just... It's just crazy how, you know, so many people have such similar experiences. I spoke about it on the first episode, but I had a similar experience in my old house. I mean, I, I, like, I won't go into detail about it, but I just walked around the corner to go up the stairs and right there, you know, in my ears was just this massive growl, oh. like a demonic kind of growl. Oh, jeez. Uh, like, there's just no explanation for it. So I completely see where you're coming from. Yeah. And it is terrifying, especially when you know you you can't physically see anything nothing's actually there you're like just left wondering where did this noise come from it's terrifying no, absolutely i'm also i'm glad that you've kind of had a similar experience that makes me feel a little bit better to be honest um because this is a bit of this is kind of like the outlier with with everything else i'm going to talk about to be honest this is like the one that kind of there's nothing else quite like this in, in the list of stories that i have um and it's yeah i think demonic is actually a really good way to describe the sound I heard because um, it just sounded like massive it was so loud it felt like it couldn't have come from anything you know smaller than I don't know smaller than your standard Vox amplifier you know that kind of chunky um, kind of sound yeah it was it was really bizarre really really bizarre and um, that's not the only story I have from that room either this one actually happens a lot later, in fact, this is probably my most recent story. So I'm going to jump forward in time a little bit and then jump back. Um, because that spare room, I had a really odd sleep experience. Um, so I'll throw it in here because I think it maybe ties in with kind of what my sister was experiencing when she was um, living here. Um, but yeah, like when I must have been 20 at this point, and I come back from university. And um, I was staying in the spare room. Um, and I remember I was sleeping like quite badly, I think, probably just some like stress. Um, but um, essentially what happened was I was asleep slash awake. Um, I think the best way to describe it is probably sleep paralysis um, in the bed in the spare room. And to paint the scene a little bit, there's a window to the right of the bed. Um, and then to the left of the bed is the door out into the main corridor and um this is maybe my only experience of sleep paralysis um or something very similar but i witnessed very vividly um a figure dressed in all black um with the biggest knife that i think i've i've ever seen <laughs> kind of picking his way through the window and then he jumps in through the window and marches right to left around the bed and I follow him with my eyes and I see him basically reaching for the door handle. At that point, he literally pops out of existence um, 
and I am suddenly definitely 100% awake. So it was, it was one of the most, just it sent my heart rate absolutely flying. I was covered in cold sweat, but it, it was so weird because I'd like, I, I felt like I, I saw this figure in real time. And the fact that I could see him pop out of existence, I can only assume I hallucinated it through some kind of sleep paralysis. Um, but it was so uncharacteristically odd for me um, in terms of like dreams and stuff. Like I have, I have pretty normal dreams. I never have anything quite like that. Um, and it was the first time I've been in the room in, in quite a few years as well. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the, it's just something about this house and sleeping in it. People have very... <laughs> very off experiences it seems i mean real or you know whether you hallucinated that or you know whether it genuinely was there all i can say is fuck that <laughs> yeah it was it was so vivid like I can, I can see that like perfectly now and i remember when i woke up from it i was like playing it over because i was just like that just looks so real and like if i had seen that figure like go through that door i don't think i could have ever been convinced that that was not real because it because it just seems so so visually accurate and the fact that i could there was no kind of like transition between why she was a dream and me being fully conscious it was it, the guy just popped out of existence but everything around him was in the same place so i must have like followed him with my eyes being open but my brain being asleep which that just that just freaks me out <laughs> That's just a whole other level of, of, of bizarre for me. There's totally something about you know the the dream state and the spirit world. You know from from all the stories that I'm sure you've heard as well. There's you know there's definitely some kind of connection there with um with the two worlds. Definitely, definitely. I think there's as as I going back to what I said at, at the very beginning. I think there must be some kind of scientific explanation for the supernatural, the paranormal. And I think maybe there is some kind of connection there um, through like, you know, the dream state and, and sleep. Um, there must be some kind of um, like no man's land um, that maybe we don't fully understand yet. Um, and then beyond that, I have two other stories which kind of close off my experiences. Um, but the two, two of the creepier ones, I think. Um, and uh, they're both relatively recent. So I'd say one is from when I was around 18 or so. So I'm talking like 2015 or so. Um, and I was, at the time, I was living in the room that I'm in right now. Um, and essentially, I had like my computer set up. I did a lot of work um, in here. Um, and... I was away from home, I can't remember where I was, I was probably at the pub or a gig knowing me. Um, and my parents were pretty sure that I was still here and I just had my door closed, which was quite uncharacteristic for me. I used to have the door open when I was here. Um, but they were just kind of like, you know, shouting in, just like, you're right, anything you need. Um, I think like, you know, just asking if I want anything to eat, if I was going to stop myself out or whatever. Um, and apparently the reason they were pretty convinced I was in this room It's because they could hear my computer keyboard very clearly just typing. And when I didn't respond, they got quite concerned because they, they, they really respect my privacy, my parents, and, and they never used to kind of walk in. So they refused to like open the door, but they were like knocking, being like, Sam, you're right. 
apparently they just heard me just typing away quite ferociously on the keyboard. And they were really, really surprised when I walked through the door like an hour later. They're just like, I thought you were obsessed. And then they told me all about what they'd experienced. And it was really, really bizarre. Um, and maybe she was quite, I don't know, quite exposed to it, really. The fact that something like that was happening in my room when I wasn't there kind of thing. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's quite a short one, but it was one of the, uh, one of the more, I know, indisputable experiences I had, or rather my parents had. Did it leave any uh, notes on your computer? It or didn't. Computer actually in there at the time? That's the thing, because my computer was like off. It was like locked. Um, so there was nothing on there. But I, I, would, I would say that I did definitely check to see if like any like Word documents have been, or maybe some emails have been sent. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, when, it's when you open your notes and you just see great grandma was in. <laughs> <laughs> Was it just kind of like sense and chain mail or something? It's it's crazy. I don't know how you could sit in the in the room you're in now and and you know retell these stories because <laughs> I I don't think I'd be able to sit in that room and uh, you know just listening to your stories gives me shivers. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you're not the only one. Because <laughs> it's, it's like man, this yeah. So some of the things that we've experienced in this house were were very strange. It's interesting that you know although your parents might not be strong believers of this kind of stuff. They've actually had an experience that they cannot explain themselves. Definitely. Like that's, that's the thing. I think it's probably because my, my parents are very reserved and, um, and I completely respect that decision. Um, but they, they've definitely between them had their fair share. Just like, we can't explain this. Um, and I think my mom in particular, just kind of like, just tries not to think about it kind of thing. Because, of course, like, it's a family home. She, she doesn't want to think that it's infestated with, uh, with the unknown. Um, so I completely understand that. But, yeah, it's, it's one of those things, like, as, as I said at the, at the beginning, you know, multiple people have experienced these things, and that's what makes it really hard to kind of justify and, and just kind of ignore. And um, my final story, actually... Involves another person, a new person, a new character. Um, he, I'm sure you won't mind for his name. His name's Josh. He's one of my best mates, and um, he's yeah, he's he's just really cool. And um, essentially, we met like I think we met in college. Um, and one, I'm trying to remember when this was. This was probably about 2017 or so. So it was probably about 19 or 20. Um, we had been at a, maybe at a gig or something. We'd been out. Um, and he ends up coming back here um, because driving home was quite far for him. So I was just like, you can just stay in the spare room. Um, and we ended up coming in this room, which I was living in at the time. And um, I, um, we were both just kind of sat on the bed. And we'd very briefly kind of like talked about creepy stuff. I, in fact, I think I'd um, recited some of the stories that I've told you today. And um, I remember really clearly, um, we were sat on the bed and the computer, the aforementioned computer with the aforementioned keyboard um, was in the corner. And essentially, we were talking and then suddenly it just kind of turned itself on, which is really surreal. When that happened, the curtains next to it started kind of like moving. It was almost like, it didn't look like they were being blown. It looked like something had pushed them, if that makes sense. 
Um, it wasn't kind of a gentle transition. It was quite a, quite a sudden transition. Um, and then within maybe one or two seconds, something, I have no idea what it was. I assume it was like a pen or something just rolled off the desk. And then slightly further to the right of the room, I had a bunch of lanyards hanging off the door handle and those just all started rattling. And we both witnesses, this all happened in the space of less than five seconds. It was like a, it was like a transition um, of, of things moving at once. And we just both kind of like watched it happen and looked at each other and we're just like, what the hell was that? And I can't explain it. it the fact that the computer turned itself on would require quite a lot of physical power. And then just everything else moving in the way that it did was just very surreal. <laughs> Wow, Sam, these these stories are incredible. It sounds like you need uh, a priest or something around your house. <laughs> You'd think, wouldn't you? Like, God, don't know if my, if my parents would ever, <laughs> would ever let that happen, though. <laughs> but, yeah, as, as I say, I've had some, some freak stuff happen. And I've spoken to, to Josh about it since, and he, he remembers it as clearly as I do. And, and uh, as I say, it's just, it's just the sheer about the people that have experience something and when there's been people experiencing like more than one person experiencing something happening at one time that's just weird to me i i feel like you don't see that a lot or you don't hear about that a lot generally when people recite um stories of the unknown or the paranormal it's like this thing happened to me but i don't have anyone to corroborate it it's, it's my way against yours kind of thing but i have like you know at least two experiences i actually know at least three experiences where more than one person could be like, I was there, I saw what happened to which I lay. I feel like it adds up to something, but who am I to who am I to say? <laughs> I totally understand that. Do you find that um there could be long periods of time where um there was just no no activity? Especially in in my in the house that I grew up as a kid, there'd been many times where there had been activity and there'd been like periods where there was a lot of activity and it, it would seem like it would go f for a long time where there was like no activity at all. And then something would ha start like up again and whether with my brother saw something or my mum saw something or, or heard something or, you know, one of my many ex-girlfriends um, <laughs> sent something. But yeah, do you find that happens? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, I think it's, it's been very infrequent, to be honest. Um, we have had periods of time where lots of things have happened in kind of like a a, a small dose, as it were. Um, but for example, I'm trying to think of the most recent thing that I've experienced personally. In fact, anyone in this house has experienced. And I think that's probably, I think the most recent thing was probably my sleep paralysis. Uh, so, and that was, God, that's pre-COVID. Um, so it was... Yeah, quite a while ago. Um, and I, I, I don't even know, like, I guess, like, if we're talking about the sleepwalking thing, I guess that was quite a constant thing. Um, but even then, if you take that out of the equation, it seems like there can be a couple of years between experiences in this in this house. So it's, it's very infrequent. Um, and I think that's probably what makes it all the more remarkable when it does happen. Because I think it, every time it has, it's kind of taken us off guard a little bit. We're just like, oh wow, that was a, that was definitely a, a specific, <laughs> a specific experience. Um, yeah, but I think I think that's quite a common thing for things to kind of settle down for a long time, and some and suddenly something kind of 
jumps out of nowhere and, and catches you off guard. One thing that's really stuck to me from your stories is, um, so going back to the start where you said about the the door handle used to be on the other side yeah and your sister then sleep well like, how do you explain that and then like you say your sister's sleepwalking and she's confused not that she's ever seen the door handle on that side of the room but um but i'm sure maybe you know your your great grandma did yeah it's, it's, that's one of the really weird ones i didn't actually know about that story until a couple of weeks ago um, as, as i say you know, my sister and uh as, as my sister her husband and my partner we all just sat down a um, couple of drinks and just kind of talked it over and it's just like whatever experience and I didn't know anything about that one and that's a really difficult one to to explain away I mean I think there's I think there's some logical explanations for maybe all of these but when when it comes down to all these things happening and being so prevalent and being just so out of the ordinary um an explanation is is almost out of the question you feel like there must be something more going on um but i i do agree with that one story about the door handle that that freaked me out a little bit because i'm just like come on like that's almost base <laughs> i think like all of us talking tonight i think you know we all have quite a strong we're quite skeptical with things that happen i i know i am very much so and i like to you know make, there's got to be a scientific explanation as, as to why this stuff's happening but sometimes these things just do happen and they, they literally have no explanation. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I guess like the, the one the one with the keyboard um, being typed on in my room, that, that one really throws me off because I can't think of a realistic explanation for that. That just seems very, unless I was like a mouse, I guess, just like climbing with my keyboard. But I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just like to think there was a ghost checking my emails, to be honest. <laughs> I need a ghost checking my emails. Maybe I'll reply to more <laughs> but um it's um i think a lot of the time there really is you know a reasonable explanation but when you know when more than one person has this same experience at the same time understandably if it's just one person you know your mind is very powerful the brain's very powerful and your mind can play tricks on you but yeah when when two people have these experiences and by the sounds of your experiences you know you've had quite a few instances where there's been more than just you. So, um, yeah, it really is freaky and unexplainable. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I'm glad you agree, honestly, because it makes me feel a lot better about my own crazy mind, really. Because <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's, it's one of those things I think naturally um, you want to you want to justify. One, one of my favourite quotes, actually, it's um, from Sarah Jane Smith of Doctor Who, is we're only scared of what we don't understand. Um, and I think that's very i know i think that's a very good quote to live by because i think these experiences are only scary because there's no realistic explanation for them um but hell maybe what maybe one day science will get to a point where we can understand this kind of stuff a little bit more maybe there is an explanation out there or maybe there's not maybe it's destined for humanity to never truly <laughs> um truly understand phenomena like this but I don't know. I, I I live in hope. I want to believe. Yeah, I I sort of just see it as um, in my mind. I try and uh, like rationalize it as uh, energies, and um, I sometimes think of like um, residual energy that's been like left in time, so to speak. Because um, you know there are many sort of cases of these things happening in the past where you know someone will have like 
I suppose like a hallucination or something that happened like years and years ago. And there's no way that it could have been an, a hallucination, but it's more like a, um, a playback of memory. I mean, for instance, um, crystals, they can capture memory. That's how we watch DVDs. You know, it literally captures memories on the DVD. So I, who knows what the world is really, really like. But um, yeah, it definitely makes life a bit more interesting when uh, these things happen. Definitely. But I think, again, I think it's uh, important not to... Um, dwell too much on it as as well in 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 the sense of you can try and um you know in your mind think in a logical way but sometimes you just have to accept it and move on otherwise you can end up either scaring yourself to death like any any time you see your shadow you're jumping yeah or you drive yourself crazy definitely yeah it's really interesting actually you mentioned kind of like um, situations where people have like remembered memories that aren't theirs and were from many years before they were born because there's certain cases where people have managed to lead people to bodies and stuff isn't there where um and i find that stuff crazy because there must be some kind of explanation there there must be something that we haven't quite uncovered yet i mean the human mind's crazy isn't it like it's, it's so powerful um and we don't give it enough credit really um and uh Totally agree with you. Um, But going back to our first episode, so I actually had an experience of what I believe to be a reincarnation um, from myself. Really? Um, But I I won't tell you about it on this episode. Uh, I'm going to feel free to have a listen to the first episode and you'll hear my uh, whole experience in its entirety. Nice plug. Nice plug. uh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You you got to listen to episode one. You got to go from the beginning. You got to go for the prequel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Reincarnation's fast pacing, though um because it's again it's one of those things like there's there's definitely experiences um that have you know have some kind of real world implications which you can't ignore um and it's i know i just i just find that stuff fascinating and it all again comes down to the human brain um and just how crazily powerful it can be um i mean if you think about what kind of like there's certain like hypnotherapies and stuff that can help um, alleviate, yeah, like physical uh, things. I've done, I've done hypnotherapy when when I was uh, a few years ago when I was looking for the kind of therapist and stuff. I gave hypnotherapy a go, and um, it's crazy how much that stuff can can actually impact you physically. Um, and it's the brain is very susceptible, definitely, hundred percent. And who's to say there's forces that we don't yet understand um, that can plant information um and and we've and we've just turned that reincarnation because we don't quite understand it yet um yeah oh god i love this stuff it's been so long since i had an in-depth conversation about this stuff and i'm having a great time we're glad you're having a great time sam you've been an absolutely incredible guest like we're so honored to have spoke to you you're a great speaker oh thank you and your stories are terrifying <laughs> yet so interesting at the same time i, I think i always have i've always come across as quite a quiet person i think a lot of people who know me irl will agree um but i also have just like these really weird experiences so once once i get onto a topic that i'm really quite passionate about God, i can speak for hours <laughs> um and yeah I, I just i just find this stuff yeah i just find it absolutely fascinating and and thank you for for giving me a chance to kind of share it a little bit because I've, I've never i've never kind of spoken this in depth about it to to yeah or in like any context like this obviously i was all find a little heart to heart with people and to be like yeah do you believe in do you believe in this stuff about my alone 
but no, it's, it's been fun to kind of get out in the world. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's what, um, one of the reasons why we, uh, you know, started this, uh, podcast is because, you know, we have our own interests and our own, um, like experiences in this, but we also want to open it up and, uh, just, you know, I want to hear people's stories, you know, it's just, it's so intriguing. And it just, as you say, when it's a subject that you are, you know, all in on, you get so captivated by hmm. it. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I, th I think there's, there's a shared kind of like, I, I don't want to say trauma, but there's like a, when, when you've experienced something that you really can't explain, there's, there's something quite freeing about being able to talk about it and just kind of like, in, in, in the way that, you know, Jamie was mentioning um, how he had heard kind of like that demonic kind of growl, I think he said. That made me feel a lot better about the weird dog sound that I heard when I was 15 or whatever, because I'd never heard anything else. I'd never heard anybody speak about anything like that before. So... Yeah, we're always learning. We're, we're always sharing. <laughs> well, Sam, you've, you've been truly uh, amazing and it's a real honor for you to, you know, share your stories with us and with hopefully the people that will be listening to this podcast, which, like we said last episode, it's just Nigel's mum and dad right now. But, <laughs> yeah, on there, I'm going to get people on this. I'm going to be, I'm going to be posting this on Reddit. <laughs> oh, that's amazing, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a real pleasure to chat to you, man. And uh, thank you so much. Please do keep us updated. If anything does uh, does happen, um, anything else does happen at your house, then uh, we'd love to hear and we'll uh, we'll speak about it on the. You podcast. know what? If something else happens, I'm going to call you like straight up. I'm just going to be like Jamie, get the microphones <laughs> out. The new right Ghostbusters. Now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come in our Ghostbusters outfits. <laughs> Nigel's got one of those little. Uh, what's it called? Um, it, uh, what's it? It's the. Oh, it's the trap that catches the ghosts I, I, my mind's gone blank what they're actually called but yeah um the ghostbusters trap we'll be there in our outfits and uh <laughs> knocking on the door at 2am we'll, we'll resolve this for you a slick back hair <laughs> <laughs> oh fantastic fantastic yeah thanks man we'll, we'll leave it there and uh, let you get on with your night and hopefully not have too many more spooky experiences <laughs> tonight and uh now it's all kind of brought to the surface and it's you know sitting there right on the in the front yeah, of your I'm, brain i'm gonna um, be laying awake just cold sweats all through yeah. the night my punk's gonna be like you're around like, i can't do it i'm just <laughs> oh man anyway thank well you got us on speed down <laughs> fantastic fantastic <laughs> thanks for joining no us. no worries no thank you so much and hopefully hopefully see you guys soon see you soon buddy we'd just like to thank everybody that has tuned into this episode tonight this is only the very start of your Ghost Stories podcast, so your support means a lot. If you're enjoying listening so far, it would be awesome if you could give us a follow on social media. You can find us at Your Ghost Stories Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, or you can watch the videos and subscribe to us on YouTube. If you have any stories or experiences you want to share, the best way to get in touch is at Your Ghost Stories Podcast at gmail.com. We can either read your stories out or you can join us for a chat. We'll see you in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs>